gut dysbiosis. Okay, now that I have your attention, let's get into this episode. But before we do, here's a quick reminder that this is not medical advice. This content was produced for education and entertainment value only. It does not substitute for medical advice from your licensed healthcare provider. About a month ago, we did an episode on your skin's microbiome. That's episode 34. Go back and listen to that show if you want more context for this week's episode. So, your gut microbiome. It's pretty important, right? Right. It's the largest collection of microbial communities within your body, and it's increasingly being recognized for its potential effect on cancer care outcomes. There's science that's now showing that your gut's microbiome may influence your risk of developing cancer, how quickly it progresses if you do, and importantly, your response to treatment, including whether or not you experience medication-related toxicity. In melanoma, we're starting to recognize the same trends, specifically the presence of specific microbes in your gut and whether or not you respond to treatment have been correlated in some clinical trials. In other words, having healthy microbes in your gut can improve your chemotherapy and immunotherapy response. That's pretty crazy because your gut microbiome is directly affected by what you eat. So what are we saying, Drew? What exactly are you telling us? I'm saying that what you eat can literally determine how you respond to cancer treatment if you were to develop develop cancer, including melanoma. A study showed that people with metastatic melanoma, that means melanoma that has spread beyond your skin, they respond to treatment in a more meaningful way if they have beneficial microbes compared to people who don't respond as well. Bacteria like Fecalobacterium and Roseburia can be protective when it comes to maintaining your gut's lining because these bugs produce a short-chain fatty acid called butyrate, which allows your gut wall to remain intact. This in turn modulates your body's immune response and enhances its ability to kill off cancer cells. You got that right. Your body and its ability to fight off cancer cells can be directly linked to the bacteria in your gut. And that's influenced by the foods you eat. Are you getting this, people? Fecal transplants, where they literally take someone else's healthy poop and place it in your gut, as well as eating certain foods that are high in fiber, can literally restore your gut barrier and give you a better response to cancer treatment. It's mind-blowing, right? Today, we're going to talk about a study that was recently published in JAMA Dermatology. Your show notes have the study citation if you want to read the article for yourself, which I certainly encourage you to do. This paper is called Gut Microbiome in Patients with Early Stage and Late Stage Melanoma. This was published by a group out of MD Anderson, which, as you may know, is the number one cancer institute in the United States, and I would argue in the world. This group of researchers compared the gut microbiome in three different groups of people. Healthy controls, which were employees at MD Anderson who did not have a history of melanoma. Patients seen at MD Anderson between 2015 and 2019 who had a history of early stage melanoma, and that was defined as stage zero through stage two. And lastly, patients seen at MD Anderson during the same time period who had advanced or 
metastatic melanoma defined as stage 3 or 4 disease. They collected information on these three different groups of people and ultimately tested their gut microbiomes. So they ended up enrolling 228 people. And at the very beginning of the study, they collected poop samples, fecal samples at baseline. And that meant that they collected these before any treatments were performed if they belonged to the melanoma groups. They analyzed their poop for microbial taxa, alpha diversity, and beta diversity, which are basically tests that show how diverse their gut microbiomes were, and specifically which groups of bacteria were present in higher numbers compared to others. They found some interesting results. Firstly, they found a greater diversity in overall microbiome composition in controls, meaning the people that did not have melanoma, compared to the two groups of people with melanoma. They specifically found that people without melanoma had greater numbers of healthy so-called commensal gut bacteria, including bifidobacterium, colincella, and adlercruzia, which are things I don't expect you to remember. In contrast, people with melanoma had lower counts of these beneficial bacteria and higher counts of pathogenic or unhealthy bacteria like fusobacterium. The scientists remark that greater numbers of fusobacterium have also been found in people with other cancers, including colorectal cancer, as well as inflammatory bowel disease. The people without melanoma also had greater proportions of ruminococcus, which again is that bacteria that produces butyrate, a short-chain fatty acid that keeps the colonic mucus layer intact and your gut lining intact. Next, they found that people with early-stage melanoma compared to those with late-stage melanoma also had differences in their gut microbial populations. Roseburia, a healthy bacterium, was found in greater quantities in the early-stage melanoma group compared to the late-stage melanoma group. And lastly, they found that people with early-stage melanoma had greater overall alpha and beta diversity of their gut microbiomes compared to people with late-stage melanoma. This means that having greater numbers and greater overall diversity of microbes in your gut appear to be protective against developing melanoma progression, meaning worsening of your melanoma. So, what does all this mean, Drew? Let's do some thinking here. Gut microbial diversity is associated with a healthy gut and an intact gut lining. Lower diversity of gut microbes is considered a dysbiotic state, and when certain species of microbes are allowed to overgrow, the gut lining can be compromised, leading to impaired immunity, excessive gut inflammation, and poor health. The study confirms a few things, namely that having Greater diversity, including high numbers of healthy commensal bacteria like bifidobacterium, ruminococcus, roseburia, these promote health and may be preventing you from getting melanoma. If you were to develop melanoma, having these healthy bacteria seem to be able to improve your response to melanoma treatments. Both bifidobacterium and high dietary fiber maintain the quality of your microbiome-mediated colonic mucus, which is the protective layer between your gut lumen, in other words, the hollow part of your gut, 
and your gut lining, that single cell epithelium that separates the outside world from your insides. On the other hand, having unhealthy bacteria like Fusobacterium appear to increase your risk of cancer, including forgetting melanoma, and it's likely by inhibiting an anti-tumor response that your immune system is trying to mount against your cancer. Other studies have shown that high prevalence of Fusobacterium in your gut impairs your gut barrier integrity and breaks down your oral gut niche. When pathogenic bacteria like Fusobacterium overgrow, they crowd out and lead to loss of healthy bacterium like Roseburia, which would otherwise be producing butyrate, again, that critical short-chain fatty acid that's necessary for gut barrier homeostasis, as well as an enhanced immune response against cancer. So, in conclusion, a healthy gut leads to a healthy life, including a life possibly without melanoma, but certainly with a much better treatment outcome if you ever got melanoma. Mic drop. I want to end this episode by reminding you to pick up your all-natural dermatologist-made moisturizing lotion for the fall and winter months. Check out mdcrafted.co and click buy now. See you in the next episode.